Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So good morning, Charged Up Studio listeners, and welcome back to another episode where you get charged up for success. I'm Dana Olivo, your host and CEO of Marketatomy LLC, and today we are going back to school to learn about DNA. That's the DNA of your company brand. Our guest today has a distinguished career as an expert in brand clarity an author, and public speaker. She has developed a proprietary process designed to achieve extreme clarity on brand differentiation, consistency, and trust that trigger behaviors and actions from the inside out. It's known as the brand DNA approach. There are so many accolades behind this woman's name that it would take this entire podcast to explore them all. So let's please welcome to Charged Up Studio, Miss Suzanne Tuline. Tuline, yes. I did it so right. Happy you did it. Yes. <laughs> happy to be here. Thanks so much for having me, Dana. Appreciate oh, it. Oh, no. I'm so glad. I was excited when we talked during our pre, uh, pre-onboarding session. So, so this, is, this is a very interesting and important topic that not all micro-business owners take into consideration. You know, and um, before we get started, tell our audience a little bit more about how and why you have built your own brand around being the brand clarity expert. Well, I can go back to um, being in the field of marketing and advertising, graphic design, PR, all of those communication subject matters, right? Uh, For years and years. And uh, I was a communication major, actually, in, in school and a graphic design minor. And that's what I wanted to do is I wanted to help people really express who they were, their businesses, um, to get it out there in a, in a very visually impactful way and through narrative and copywriting and that sort of thing. And I was just fascinated by the world of advertising and communications. Like, what is it that draws us to something? What is it that creates the resonating factor for us to buy something or, or get, you know, make decisions to buy something. So that was um, where I was going until I realized that, um, that there was this thing called brand and what a brand is really is all, all it is, is just a perception. When you really think about it down to the nut, it's just a perception. And when we market, we market a brand right? So marketing is the, the verb. It's the dissemination and communication of information out there. And the brand is that perception that we're out there communicating. But the perception has so much more depth than that. So I was fascinated by that. I also had a um, really, really close to a psychology minor. 
And I really wanted to understand what this thing brand called brand was. And so I I dove into that a little bit, leaving corporate America and realizing that um, uh, I could start my own company and, and build my own brand, so to speak, and help people really understand what that was all about. So that's kind of what led me to be yeah. in this field. Yes. Well, when you think about it, you know, um, brand is the feeling that we get. You said the perception, but it's, it also relates to the feeling when we hear the name or we hear the music or we do this or we do that, you know, right. it's, it's right. the emotion that's left behind. So you're right. You know, the brand itself is not the logo. It never is, never was. It's just an icon that we connect to that feeling, that emotion, that perception of the interaction we've just had with that person or that business. So when I see that icon, then I'm going to remember that visceral sense, that perceptual sense. And in those colors, those fonts, those that image will remind me of that. So it's the brand and branding is actually the process of assigning meaning to that perception, to whatever perceptions you want others to have of you. So I am not a marketer. I'm not the person that's going to disseminate the information for the client. I'm the person that's going to assign the meaning of the brand for the client. Does that make sense? It it does. But in order to do that, we've got to be in their heads. Well, no, it's, it's, the, it's the charge of the client, of the owner of the business, the, the personal brand, you know, the solopreneur, all the way to the company who has 10,000 employees to identify, define, and align themselves to specific attributes that they want to show up in and walk the talk to deliver on the promise. Then we take that information and we deliver it. We disseminate that out to the market. That's what marketing then becomes. Right, right. Now, I understand, you know, that, that kind of gets into the, my next question was, you know, you know, and I know it's a loaded question. Okay, They all are. So they all that. are because it's so confusing that this, 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 aura of marketing and advertising and sales and everything else, because that that's all integrated together here. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and there's a lot of misconceptions out there about branding. You know, what is a brand? Can you, can you help clarify what a brand is? And you've already started doing that. But where I was going earlier, when I, when I, when you were talking about, I said, we have to get into their heads. We have to know who our target market is and what's going to resonate with them to be able to build that DNA around our brand. Right. Well, um, okay. So there's (laughs) the chicken or the egg concept, right? And talk about loaded questions. So (laughs) I have a philosophy as a brand clarity expert, that brand is the foundational element that is, is necessary in order for you to um, successfully market long-term because if you don't know who you are and what you stand for and what your value position is, then what are you out there marketing? So you're out there, if you haven't done the work, let's just say um, you haven't done the formalized, identify, define and align yourselves to a brand value position, then you're out there marketing something that has not yet been defined. 
And so how my question for my prospects and clients are, how can you fully deliver on a promise you have not yet fully defined for yourself and your employees? So that has to generally, that has to happen first. I mean, I see companies all the time spending money in marketing without having to formally defined their brand. It doesn't mean they're successfully marketing. It means they're chasing the client. Right. Right. No, I understand that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they don't have that fundamental understanding of who they are and how they show up to then attract in a pull versus a push in marketing messaging. Yep. No, I, yeah. And that's, that's exactly where the confusion comes in sometime, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, let's take my brand for it, for example. Okay. Mm -hmm. We've got market Academy Academy. All right. That is the brand for my online platform. Now I went into this Academy with a cultural uh, uh, message. Okay that we are focusing on those first stage businesses. Mm-hmm. And we understood what they're going through. We've been there. We've done that. We want that to come across, which is what we're putting through into the environment. Now, the brand name, Market Academy Academy, also came out of a concept that was developed, which compares marketing of a business or a business to the human body. Right. That's why Market Atomy came about, you know, because it's all about bringing customers through the door. And how do you do that? And so where you're going is we have to know where we're coming from. What is our mission, our vision that we are moving? What is it that we want people to remember us for? Yeah, so your your brand, in my opinion, Dan, and this is a great conversation because I think it's really going to be clarifying. Right. Is your your company name, your business name is Market Academy Academy, right? Mm-hmm. So there are other companies out there who serve your market as right. well. And mm-hmm. also say they're a university or say they might you know be a learning environment that teaches right. something. So the brand is what actually creates the distinction between you and your competition. Right. Other people who are saying they're doing what you're doing. You're, I, I wouldn't say it's your brand name. I would say that's your business name. Your brand right. is what I feel and sense and believe to be true when I experience you. Yes. And I learn what you're promising to deliver and you deliver on it. Right. right? Yes. Right. Yes. And that's exactly it. Now, in, in support of what you were saying is I needed to know where I was coming from. Exactly. Before mm-hmm. I could even come up with the name, you know, although the name happened kind of accidentally. <laughs> yeah. So but anyway, then, yeah, it's beautiful because when you came up with that name, now that you have you, your name is kind of a, a story. Exactly. Health. Right. And so there's narrative inherent in anatomy. Right. Yeah. And then you can begin to talk about DNA and you can talk about those things that are all intricately involved in building the foundation of the business, which would be, you know, the body building the body of the business. Yeah. It's a great narrative. But now you can you can really design your deliverables you know, your approach, your delivery, your narrative, all of those things around this particular promise. Right. right. 
But so many, so many businesses aren't doing that. Yeah. And this brings me to my next question. Okay. (laughs) You wrote, you co-wrote the book called Brand DNA, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Where you focus on the story behind the brand being part of its DNA. Oh, absolutely. Yes. So, yes. Dimensional nucleic assets is what DNA stands for. Oh, really? Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, why should a brand tell a story? What are some of the ways of re- revealing that story to the world or your client or whoever? I mean, that might be a big question too. Yeah. So s- human beings learn through story, storyboarding. Yeah. They storyboard in their brains all the time. If you understand the, the synapses and neurology and you know how we make connections from one thing to another, we're building out our own story and everyday experiences that we have. That's how we learn. And, and it's sequential, you know, timeline sort of um, thought processes. Mm-hmm. So every company, whether they've mapped it out or not, has a story and has a way of being. And that way of being is, in my opinion, the promise in my process, the, the promise of their delivery. And it's never... It's never specific. The brand is never specifically their, their product or their service. Just, just on a, on a real basic level, it's not their product or service. It's the, how they go about delivering that product and service, which is create, creates the differentiation and how the, what they're promising is actually delivered upon. And is it true? So trust, well, consistency builds trust, right? So if I know my brand, I'm going to be more consciously, strategically, and deliberately consistent in what I'm saying about my company and what I deliver and also how I deliver on it. Right. And until I know that, and I'm crystal clear on what that is, then I cannot possibly do that consistently. And that comes with practice too. Yes. You know, and, and hit or miss, you know, because there'll be times when you're out there talking about what you do and you're refining it as you go, you know, and, and, and the way people perceive it, you take that in and until you hit that mark. Well, I would, I would also say, Dana, you know, that's, that's definitely what most companies end up doing is refining it based on customer feedback or non-feedback. Yeah. But I want to also make sure we understand that, that you own the business, that you own this company, that you know your stuff, you know what you're delivering on and not everyone that you're looking for feedback from is your customer. So I want to be really careful about what I call the peanut gallery out there. In getting so much feedback, it becomes so confusing and muddled that you don't know what direction to go in, right? Right, right. No, you're absolutely right. You know, when I originally started this and went out, I mean, I was specifically talking to my target audience, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to make that connection because I had been there. You know, I've had two failed businesses, you know, and come out of them until I went back to college. And realize what I didn't know, I didn't know about building a business, okay? So by talking to them, I could relate to them 
And that's where that trust factor comes in. That, that, that trust factor and that, um, and that um, vulnerability, when you can be vulnerable in front of them and they can see that you've struggled just like they are, you know, that's where, you know, you, you start developing that brand. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and to be consistent in growing and evolving the brand, but staying true to the brand's value, position and promise. Instead right. of going off on tangents all over the place, because you're just, you're getting, you're being so reactive to your environment that right. you're no longer in the driver's seat. Right. Right. That's right. where danger happens when companies don't really solidify their core value proposition as yeah. a brand. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I wanted to say, I see on, um, on Facebook all the time you know, mostly solopreneurial companies, you know, people that are the brand of their business, throwing up logo designs and asking their peanut galleries I know. to comment on them. Which one? <laughs> and, then, oh, and then you look at, see, there's a thousand comments. And every one of them is different. So what do you do with that? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. my, my work is about giving the, the level of clarity to the owner in, in their value position that they know themselves, which is the correct logo, yeah. right? They know what represents them. Right. And, and that's what I think is missing out there is the time to, to do that reflection and that introverted uh, understanding and, and peeling back the onion is like, what do I stand for? What do I promise? And how am I going to deliver this consistently? What do I want to become known for? Right. Right. And that's exactly it. They get so, they get so wrapped up in the business chasing checks just to bring that check through the door and they're not, and and they are inconsistent. Okay. You know, they may offer discounts here and then, you know, not here, or, you know, they may, think, okay, I can tweak this a little bit to meet their needs, you know, that type deal. And that's a dilemma. That's a big dilemma for them because when they tweak to please the customer all the time, they're diluting their own values. Their original, their original culture, their original, yes, all of it. I agree. You know, um, (laughs) me working with micro entrepreneurs, I can't tell you how many people told me you're not going to make it you're not going to make it, you know, they can't pay anything, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. But my passion has always been micro entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. All right. And so it was a matter of, okay, if I'm going to continue serving micro entrepreneurs, how can I do it at a price point they can afford, which is where the Academy came about. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I think that's important. That's the way, if you are passionate about your business and what you do, your why, then everything else will fall into place. You mm-hmm. will realize, you know, as long as you stick to what your passion is. Yes. You know, so yeah, no, definitely. So I recently published a, a blog on branding um, oh, okay. entitled, What Is It and Why Is It Important? where I briefly talked about the different types of branding, okay? And at this point, I was talking about the different ways branding can can emote reactions from consumers, okay? It could be a smell. It could be a sound. 
all of that. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So one of the exercises in the process that I deliver is a multisensorial branded experience. So let's take a deep dive into um, really getting to know your brand at that visceral level. And so that if your brand were to become, let's say, a character in a movie or a cartoon or something like that, that came alive, what would it look like? What would it feel like? What would it taste like? What would it smell like? What would, you know, all these different aspects, it really gets you on the right side of your brain. So you can get super creative and really begin to create some consistencies in how you show up. But it's super powerful. Um, brands that attach themselves to certain smells or certain colors, of course, you know, logo is important, but it's a visual representation or a visceral representation of a, a trigger that you're going to trigger that person to feel, right? Or remember when they have connected with you before. And then when they see that or smell that or hear that again, they're going to remember that experience. So that's what the multisensorial branded experience is really all about and owning something that um, no other competitor in your industry has in terms of sound or colors or um, smell or whatever it might be. Um, but you can really begin leveraging these sorts of sensory um, attributes if you really sit down and think through your brain. And again, it's a process in the book and it's a process in the DNA, um, but it really forces you to get down to the nut and where then you, the business owner, can begin to discern um, more accurately when you make decisions about growing your brand or about, um, you know, producing another product or or growing your reach in a new uh, market, right? It really helps you decide, is this a good fit for that or not? Because you've created such clarity around what you know to be true about who you are as a brand. Interesting, interesting. You know, when I start thinking about this stuff, I think things like Nike and the swish. And you mm-hmm. hear, if you hear a swish, you know that that's Nike, you know, <laughs> as far as that's concerned. You know, there's a lot of things that um, we don't realize are part of the brand, the all-encompassing brand. Yes. Um, until there's so many, so many yeah. variables that yes. you can play with. Uh Yes, definitely. definitely. And that's where Pandora's box just opens up. Like the clarity brings this. It's not really that the clarity confines you. It really opens up this box of creativity around now. I can do all these things that are consistent with who I say I am. Right. Right. Exactly. So let's talk a little bit more about uncovering the business's true DNA and how you communicate its integrity through the brand. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Well, there are pieces and parts to the brand's DNA. And in the process that I've developed with my um, previous business partner, my co-pioneer, right? We developed this process where, of course, the fundamental piece is core values. In really understanding a set of core values, not any more than five, preferably four, But here's the thing, Dana, it's, you know, it's not about just coming up with these words that you think define you. It's, it's so much deeper than that. It's, it's about, and most companies don't do this that I have found is they don't even define the terms they come up with. Hmm. So in the core values, when you've come up with a core value, 
then the process of defining that core value in all the, the buckets of where the business lives, like for a business with employees, it would be financial, um, customers, employees, and systems and processes. Let's say they've got the, these four buckets. So how does this company value this? Let's just say they value um, integrity. Integrity. That's an, yeah. a, a very common one. Yeah. And if they really want to stick with that and they really want to to show up that way and deliver on that, then they have to look at, okay, let's look at our customers. What does integrity look like from us for our customers? And write a few sentences about how they're accurately showing up that way right now. Then you look at the employee bucket. How does integrity show up in our culture, in our hiring processes, in our letting go processes, right? In our, how just how we communicate to our employees. So we're looking at these separate buckets, right? And we're defining that one term with the filter of all these areas. So it's never just about the customer. I no. got really no. want to express that. Yeah. Because until you as a company have a fundamental understanding of who you are, you cannot possibly consistently sustain delivering on it unless you're clear. And that goes a great, that, that is the big push between custom, the customer experience, because yes. all of those buckets go into enhancing that experience that the customer is going through. So even though it's not just the customer, the end result may be the customer experience. Sure. You know? Yeah. So but it starts hard. way before that, right? It's oh, yeah. underground. You know, yeah. I, you look at that, the iceberg. Build that infrastructure. Yeah. 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 It's all that stuff, that ice under the water that we have to create as a, as a brand to really no, then definitely. show up. Yeah. Wow. Wow. No, there's a lot that goes into it and people don't realize, you know, um, let's talk a little bit about brand management. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that a little bit and, so, and the consistency in brand penetration. So from my side of the coin, where I am a a organizational development consultant, meaning I work internally with companies, you're focused on that external dissemination and how do you do it? We're not talking about this. Yeah. Yeah. So brand management in my eyes is first, you can't manage something you're not clear on. Right. So we're going back to that clarity again. We've got to flush it out. What are our dimensional nucleic assets? That is our value position and our differentiator. I like that term. I like that that (laughs) phrase. And then we, we look at those buckets and we start to infuse the brand's attributes, those, the DNA of the brand into the hearts and minds of our employees And we ensure that they truly understand what the definitions of our core values are, the definitions of our brand style attributes are, which we haven't talked about yet. That's another Mm -hmm. piece of the DNA. Mm -hmm. And then what our true quantifiable differentiators are as an organization. I try to get my clients to really get quantified um, statistics on what makes them different versus their, uh, their competitors. And then what are our standards of performance in delivering on our DNA? So all of this great juicy stuff, once we define our brand's DNA, gets infused into the culture. And that's, to to me, that's the epitome of brand management. 
with yeah. all of our people who are what I call brand ambassadors of the organization, whether it's two more people or 5,000 more people, yeah. right? How do we infuse this information so that everybody's walking the talk and delivering on the promise? And they're there because they want to be there, right? Just be a good, good proponent of that, you know, with their employees and everything, you know, that's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they pretty much. So talk a little bit about the, uh, the quantifiable style or whatever it is that you were talking about. The, the quantifiable differentiators. So those differentiators aren't just the fact that we offer quality products or quality services, right? Anybody can say that. Yeah. Differentiators would be um, like we have, we're open 24 seven. That's a number, right? It's 24 seven all the time. That's a a differentiator if it is in your industry, right? Mm -hmm. We have, we have worked with um, 2,300 clients in the first six months of business. Um, you know, n- numbers, we have a retention rate of 98% of our employees have been with us for over 10 years. Those types of things is what I help clients take deep dives in and really begin to flush out those key things. Because not only do these differentiators impress potential clients, your, your markets out there, but they're also a great recruitment tool when you're wanting to hire the best of the best. When you know your numbers in terms of benefits packages, retention rates, higher education support, those types of things, you know, work from home, those types of things, you know, 30% of our, our employees work from home, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Knowing those numbers is part of understanding the brand's um, benefits, you know, the credentials, the street cred, the like, what do we bring to the table that our competitors don't? So that's what I mean by those quantifiable differentiators. Um, if I if I take that statement, you know, that <laughs> um, what you just said <laughs> and apply it to what we're doing with Market Atomy Academy, it's not necessarily numbers, but our differ- differentiator is the way that we approach the process. Okay. That, and it's, that can be quantified too. If you really take some deep dives, uh-huh. you can quantify that approach, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't dismiss the numbers. I would say, you know, we, we might have, you know, 30,000 clients have gone through the Academy or whatever mm-hmm. that number is, right. Uh-huh. We're, we're streaming live this many hours a week. We are, you know, there's so many numbers to find. <laughs> I mean, you know, it could be the number of courses that we yeah. offer, you know, yeah. it's, you know, with us, it's, it's the roadmap that we give them. It's the, the sequential plan that we give them. How many hours you know, of education are you offering? That's true. That's I mean, true. Okay. you know, when you really peel yep. it back, you can find this. Okay. Okay. I didn't think about it that way, but that's, that's true. That's true. Okay. You can have a whole page on differentiators, right? On your website. Yeah. Market Atomy Academy. Yep. No, definitely. Definitely. Well, wow, that's, you know, definitely. Pretty cool. So stuff. Let's, uh, any last minute tips or words of wisdom for our audience you want to give? I Anything would say I have not asked you that you could touch huh? on. Gosh. Um, 
Well, if you haven't done the formalized assigning of meaning to your brand, then I would highly recommend you take a look into that. And there are super inexpensive ways to do that. One's 20 bucks for the book. You know, there's an online course, um, but really take a look at that so that you can get in the driver's seat and you're not playing this reactive game out there right. and chasing the client because they are fickle. Yes. Right? They don't know what they want until they see it. Right. So you get in the driver's seat and drive your own growth. Right. Um, the other thing I would say is, you know, your marketing might get clients in the door, but it is your brand that keeps them coming back. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. ties into the experience. It does. It does. Yeah. It ties into but, the experience. So, And you don't want to offer just a fun gimmicky experience just for the fun gimmicky effect. You want to offer a highly relevant, resonating uh, customer experience that is aligned with the brand you promise to deliver on. Very good. Very good. So how can our audience members reach out to you should they wish to? And what are the links where they can go for the, um, the, the programs that you were just talking about? Okay. Well, I do have a free um, Kickstarter toolkit for those who are interested in just understanding brand a little bit more. There's, there's mm-hmm. several pieces in this toolkit. And that is on my website, brandascension.com. And you want to look at the Kickstarter toolkit tab. And you'll get right there and you can sign up. It's free. There's several emails that go out and deliver these pieces, these resources for small businesses and micro businesses. And then uh, the course, the um, personal brand clarity course for designed for the solo professional, the coach, the uh, author, the speaker, the consultant, the, um, the distributor, you know, the broker, the agent Um, that is www.personalbrandpresence.com. And that's the landing page of all the information about the course. Super powerful course. You've got to carve out time for that though, because it is work. (laughs) No, definitely, definitely. All of my courses, I tell them, you know, uh, my courses in Academy are broken down into two components. You have the learning component and then you have the interactive component. So yeah. by the time they're done with these courses, they will have a customized plan for their business. Nice. And that's what it's all about. Then it doesn't become shelf help, you know. Right. Um, right. And the, the last right. piece is just my book, which is yeah. on Amazon, Personal Brand Clarity, or like you mentioned, Brand DNA mm-hmm. um, are the two books I have out on Amazon, including a couple of ebooks. But these two are the, are the books with the most meat in them in terms of the process to uncover, identify, define, and align yourself to your brand. Yeah. Right. Right. No, definitely. And, um, and we'll include the links for all of these things in the transcripts once we have uploaded this uh, podcast. So that concludes our podcast for today. So please leave a review on any of the streaming platforms you are listening to us on, or go to charged up studios, Facebook page and leave a review there. Charged Up Studio is a product of Marketatomy Academy, the e-learning system designed specifically with the micro business owner in mind. For more information and to register for our many courses, go to marketatomy.academy. So I look forward to talking more with you next week when our guest will be the best kept secret today. (laughs) No, seriously. We still are nailing down our speaker for next week. So stay tuned to find out. 
Talk to you then and go out and have a charged up week. Thank you, Suzanne. Thank you so much. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.